I won't say that I that it rubbed off from them to me because I was already a skater and I was already doing what I did and I always, you know, like nowhere did skateboarding and becoming a rapper ever make each other one. But yeah. the things that skateboarding gave to me in life, the open vision, the the you know, the outward look for things is definitely you know, a pivotal point of like what made that era happen. I was I was already in the studio with Dallas Austin and those guys, but I was skating with Andy Howell and you know Jason um, Lee and and all those dudes, freaking Jamie Thomas, all those dudes that were in Atlanta at the time, especially. And you know it was groundbreaking stuff that was going on from the fashion movement, like watching Sofisto become a, a clothing brand, and and overnight watching the boards like you know when they started doing remember they were doing that lacquer under the boards the slick bottoms put them they were doing the what those slick bottoms remember they used to do the slick who the new deal ones are you talking about like the one montessi had yeah like yeah new deal was definitely like one of the the leaders in that type of skateboarding but they were putting like that polyurethane yeah my mom still has <laughs> this is crazy I'm sorry to interrupt you. My mom still has John Montessi's slick board, brand new. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea how this happened, but she still has that board brand new. And I'm like, I don't even think John knows that. <laughs> yeah, you probably never even seen that. I was like, yeah, I remember that board, but I, you know, Montessi, if he, if he does, if he, if he remembers it exists, he'll have it somewhere. But, you know, a lot of people, that's just, it's an error that happened in skateboarding that, you know, a lot of these kids don't know about if they're not our age or a little younger. Like, that was an error that started the slick bottom boards and the riding with no more, um, the, the, the riser pads, you know, got thrown away and the fucking, um, excuse my French if I don't know how the language. The dead, the dead bolts got thrown out. We grew up. We grew up. Come on, Clyde, We we grew up riding nine to almost ten inch wide boards. You know what's crazy? We skateboards with the, with the front truck bolts upside down. Man, listen, and just to say that it made us ollie higher. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and I mean, it's it's, just, it's crazy to think about. Like you know, um, you know, as you just said that man, it's the accessory game. Was probably so. You know, that's probably multi-million dollar game. You know what I'm saying? That's like, what the game is. Skateboarding no. is soft. It's is the game. hard good, soft good. Thank you. Hey, you guys know because you know why? Because that's why I was gonna do these nuts. Because and then and then and then you know who scooped up because he saw he saw me coming. George Powell came through, and I don't I don't know if I don't I don't know what he sent me a letter, man, and I and I I still had the letter up until about ten years. <laughs> But he, he had owned the name D's Nuts, and I was just like, fuck it, I was going to do DKLA. <laughs> of course he does. Hey, I was going to do DKLA. I was going to do DKLA. And then I was just like, fuck it, right in. Like, 
I was already spinning out of control and shit, drinking, fucking party. My girl broke up with me. I was just like, I was like, fuck it at that point. You know, I didn't really want to fuck with it no more because, you know, that's when I really realized that you can't be a skateboarder with a skateboard. You know what I mean? It's like, most of cats, you know, it's like, it's, it's impossible to be a skateboarder. And when it's, it's kind of not, you know, just depending on your supply and demand. And if you yeah. got, it's, it's like a restaurant, you know what I'm saying? Like you got the right people and you can run all day. You got, you got, you have a good restaurant, you have a good restaurant and have 30 people working in it and it still runs terribly. It's WCRP. I, I think it worked out good for the companies it worked out for, like, you know, um, freaking um, the, the Girl Chocolate and the DGK, because for one, they got a, a jump on, you know, they got a jump on the industry. Because don't forget, we went through those late 90s where, nothing was cohesive in skateboarding really you know like the the brand the brand shit had the brand wars hadn't really started yet but those dudes are able i believe to be successful in skateboarders and skateboard company runners because like i said they were at the beginning of a niche they were you know they were the ones they were the only ones doing it they were the ones to look up to at that time you want other you know, investments too a lot of people have yeah. other investments on the low Exactly, so it, it exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a lot of things that people see because you'll be seeing a lot of them born coming, you don't see a lot of their shit. You know what I'm saying? But you like you see it and you're like, it looks like it's everywhere. And then you'll be like, I never see that shit anywhere. You know what I mean? Like now you do. You know, there's a lot yeah. of work like that now. You're like, Oh man, but back in you know, back in the nineties, you're like, Man, this, this company's fucking blowing up. You go somewhere you're like, anybody riding this shit? People, people had it confused. Being in magazines, people thought the company was big or the thing was big. You know, and like the reach wasn't really out there. You know what I mean? And it was like it, it was very strange to see that. You know, a lot of a lot of the bigger companies. When you know, when I was a kid, one 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 for example, I thought was ever like. Remember, do you ever remember seeing blue boards anywhere? What was it called? You don't remember blue? No, I don't remember that. I believe it was Kareem, I want to say Doom, and someone else. And I was like, dude, this is the greatest thing. It was a crazy company. They had like one ad. And um, they had one or two ads. And I was like, man, this shit's going to be everywhere. And it was when Kareem left the world, but then Kareem went back. That point in skateboarding like that, I think there was a, cu- a couple years. You know, I'm 47 now, so there's a couple years where I tuned out because I was trying to, you know, walk away from other things or kind of basically to figure myself out because it's one thing when you're like in the business and then you're not in the business no more and you got to figure out how real life works you know what i mean oh yeah especially at, especially at a young age and shit so um there were some years that i definitely skipped out on skateboarding but i can tell you one thing and in, in, in like being inspired in skateboarding or any skateboard company or per- person that's ever done it my biggest inspiration in skateboarding has always and always will be Mark Lake and Lake Skateboard. Like, that was just... He's coming on the show. Huh? He's coming on the show. Man, listen, dude. That dude right there as far as skateboarding and it's the world of skateboarding, it changed, it changed my life. It changed a lot of my friends' life. It changed Shannon May's life because 
you know, yep. we all wanted, we all wanted to ride for Lake when Shannon May came through one day, like yep. with a Lake skateboard. It was blank, Thank had no you. graphics. Thank you. you Thank if you, you had that, if you had that Lake sticker, you felt like you was a part of the the freaking presidency club. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, man. Man, look. These dudes don't even know. When, when I had the first when I had the first 20 people out for the show, Mark Lake was in there. And, like, Cash was like, they didn't know what to think. Man, I met Mark Lake down at, uh, man, I met that dude down at some, like, backyard barbecue, some weird little backyard barbecue. These dudes took me to down in um, South Florida. Man, I was hyped like a kid, dog. Like, I was like, man, I was, I was just like, yo, I've never met you. Like, I was... I was seriously, I'm, I wasn't even bullshitting. You know what I mean? I don't drink no more like that. I think he probably thought I was fucking with him. I was like, dog, I'm seriously like, I was like, can I get a picture with you? But I was psyched to meet him because he was like a legend to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know why? Because he was only, it seemed like he was the only, he gave a fuck about us. It's WCRP. You know what I'm saying? He, he gave a fuck For about real. us. He gave a fuck about us. He gave a fuck about skateboarding. He gave a fuck about skateboarding in Florida. And that is so important. He is just as important to skateboarding as Rodney Smith is to New York. He is just he as He is, dog. He really is. And you know, you know at, at, that, at that point, I'm sorry to cut your wisdom again. At that point, it was only two things that you, even if you rode another border, you had a shop sponsor or something back then, or, you know, if you didn't have the the two things you admired in the world, if you was in Florida, you admired lake skateboarding. If you were in Florida, you admired lake and you admired shut skateboarding. Like those two yeah. fractions of skateboarding on the East Coast was everything because they were homegrown. They were, you know, all the homies loved them. And they had represented the, the culture. All the time. Had the best team all the time. All the time. Like, all the fucking time. He had to walk and he had the nightmare skateboard. The first time, you know, the first I'm I'm driving through Gainesville with my mother. We're just visiting. I never really lived in Gainesville, but I had my times there. I used to skate with Monty Nolder. I don't know if you remember him. Um, of course. I, remember. Monty. What do you, I know Monty Nolder. Before you go any further, I'm also from Gainesville. My, my entire family, I'm not from Gainesville, but we might somehow be related. I tell you why. I tell you. I tell you why. I tell you why. Because because I'm sure you know of this. This is completely off subject, and we're gonna go back on subject. Um, the reason the reason I say this is because my entire family, and they still are, they are down in Jonesville, and you know where Jonesville was? Of course. All right, all right. My entire like to this day, like us over a century, of my family's from down there. But here's the kicker. Jonesville is like one of the first freedmen cities. It's one of the first five freedmen cities where all the slaves post post uh that's, post that's where my family's from. That's what I'm fucking sick. That's what I'm telling you. That's what my people is from. You you know my whole family lives? Like most of my family lives most of my family lives right there behind our uh, Indio. Or not anymore, because all white people live there now. You remember that dude, Mike Myers, whatever his name is? What's the huh? dude um? But, but what's the tall dude's name? Not Mark. Oh, man, what's his name? Big old tall white dude. Real good vert dude. Michael Martin. Damn. Michael Martin. That's who I'm talking about. That's who I, I used to skate with. Nigga, I used to skate with those dudes every day. Now, let me tell you, he was the first dude I ever saw 
alley up a curb. I'm coming down 13th Street or Avenue, you know, University Avenue in Gainesville, the main strip. And my mother and I, we're in the brand new Audi 5000S. You know what I mean? And, I, and excuse me, I'm not trying to be a bragger about anything because I was watching this show about people in Sweden. It was talking to the, the people in ABBA. And in Sweden, apparently, it's terrible to ever brag about anything you did. You will never meet a person about, you will never meet a person from Sweden who will brag about something that they do. They can make a billion dollars and all of their billboards are plastered around you and they will act like that's simply not them or it wasn't a big that. deal. I love that. But, I love and, that. And I'm, trying, I'm trying to adopt that. But I I was, we're driving down the strip, and I see Michael Martin ollie up a curb, and he's on a Walker freaking um, – he's on a Mark Lake Walker Nightmare skateboard. This is absolutely mind-blowing. It's WCRP. In skateboarding, I'm kind of like, sometimes I feel like, like freaking um, Forrest Gump because I was around for so many different events. Like, <laughs> you know, like I was, you, you, let me tell you, one time we're walking through the University of Florida because I used to visit Gainesville. I never really lived there, you know, other than when I was a child, child. But we're walking through the University of Florida parking lot and we see this dude in a green buggy and he's standing outside of his car and he hops on this little skinny skateboard and just starts doing everything that you never thought somebody could do on a skateboard. And mind you, I'm like nine years old at this time, nine, ten years old. So my uncle and I, we walk up to the dude and we're like, hey, man, that's, you know, really cool and everything. And I thought I was like some special guy because I knew how to push a skateboard. <laughs> and he let me push the skateboard a couple times. Then I give him back and he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, tr I'm training for an event in California, a contest or whatever. And we're like, oh, yeah, you know, of course, there's no way we can go Google this guy. But we're like, yeah, what's your name, you know, and everything. And he's like, oh, my name is Rodney. And when I, when I moved to Orlando and I had met Dwayne and all those guys and started skating, like the first ramp I ever skated on was in the um, backyard of, of um, Tim Payne's mother's house. It was like the first ramp Tim Payne had, like his mini ramp in the back of his mother's house and everything. So, you know, we, we definitely, all of these guys, all those Bobby Sinclair, Eric Lewis, all of those, you know, like um, Mike Deere and and Lance and Scott Conklin and George Deere and, and Jeb Stewart, you know, like that whole, like Florida had, you know, freaking Chris um, Markovich and everything, you, like there was some, you know, real hitters in Florida skateboarding. The, the, real, the, the reason I wanted to, the reason I want to hit you up is, uh, you know, I definitely want to chat with you. I love, I love talking to you. It's a great conversation. And uh, I'm going to be doing some music formats moving forward. You know, and uh, I got Mr. Lynn already. Now I got you. I got a couple more guys. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm gonna, obviously we're going to keep the skate interview, skate interview. But uh, I want to obviously do cool shit with some music moving forward, make it a radio station, you know, since I have access to, to have that stuff on there, you know, especially why people have this stuff on Spotify already, it just makes it easier. And even if they don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, my thing is I don't want to deal with outside advertising. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't want to deal with like Spotify advertising. I'd rather put people on and let them, you know, what I mean, let them do their thing. But I also want to do a music too, or you know, a music music thing. I'm just gonna pick out a day of the week and figure it out. Should be cool. You know, I have some little short interviews with people, so I definitely want to get you back on for that. 
1,000%. My girl uh, yeah. just walked in, being all loud. She's like, yo, got food in here to slap you in your face with. She didn't bring any food back. And, and your, and your, um, what was the name of that show that used to come on with an interview skateboarding? Free Lunch? What's that? Remember that show that you was on, Free Lunch? Oh, man. The one where I was talking about the girls who smell like hot dog water. Thank you. Love you. Don't change. So, yo, you look like you could have been in, like, a Bootsy Collins band or something. You look like an old black musician. <laughs> you look like you could have been, like, a bass player in a, in a band back in the 70s. I'm like, this is Clyde with the perms going back. Yo, you was looking cold as hell, brother. Hey, with the L on that dude about the love boat and shit. <laughs> yeah, you look at you looking like a straight pimp. Like, I was like, man, Clyde is a pimp. Yeah, I was looking pretty wild for it. I was looking pretty wild for a bit there. Anybody, anybody, anybody who can survive what you survived and then come back and look like a pimp? What do you got going? What do you got going? Um, right, right now, man, we're just um expanding our cardboard company. We got a division for grip tape that's coming out and everything. We just um did a did a run of grip tape for Westside Skate Shop and um you know got we got a bunch of music. Anybody who's looking for filming in Florida, you know, for skateboarding or music videos, get at us, Band of Worldwide, Slack TV. Hey, can I borrow your camera? Remember back in the day, I used to use let people borrow your camera. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> they can't. They, can they can't borrow. Them. They they can't borrow none of these cameras yeah. without a gun being thrown. Yeah. You know, just just in case, you know. Anybody who knows me in skateboarding is still real life, normal, real street nigga. So you know, definitely. Get his gun thrown in your face by a camera of ours. I let my girl film me. I don't give a damn.